Welcome to the Scooty Pippin and MJ show, the Queensland preview on Group 1 Stradbroke and JJ Atkins weekend. It is very exciting here. We're a couple of days away from the Stratosphere Punters Club also and we're flying MJ down on a private COVID-free plane into Melbourne Thursday morning. What time are you going to arrive in the big smart curls? Uh, my driver is picking me up at 11.40am. <laughs> so, um, I yeah, touch down about 11.30 and then um, the great man is picking me up. So, uh, Roscoe is going to pick me up. And then I roll into the city. I just, I'm pretty excited. I've been pretty busy, to be honest, like getting um, stuck into the form and particularly these early prices for Eagle Farm and trying to get all that done today. I haven't really taken much time to think about it, but yeah, really, really excited now. It's getting close. And what about Lisa giving you the uh, the leave card for a couple of days away from the kids? Yeah, big effort from her. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, she has just got to give the people what they want. I need to get the end there and I need to back winners and provide some entertainment. That's what it's all about this weekend. Good stuff. All right. Which, uh, which race you want to do first, the Atkins or the Strati? Back front uh, or front of- we'll go go to the Atkins first. I think the strategy's a bit better. Take more time. All right. Cool. Uh, Eagle Farm track. We saw it. We saw it a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they look to be getting off the fence, especially late. Good four. Not much rain around. How do you think the track will play with the rail at three meters? Yeah, I sort of anticipate pretty similar to what we saw a fortnight ago. Um, are we looking forward to seeing some data from the BRC regarding irrigation, etc.? Um, remember, there was a bit of conjecture last time we raced at Eagle Farm where the irrigation was a lot less than what we became accustomed to racing on that track. Uh, noticed a tweet during the week from the travelling one of the travelling foremen for Godolphin who galloped Special K and I want to gallop trekking actually and said that there was no grass, barely, gra- barely grass cover and very firm under hoof. Mm. Um, and then I noticed that he re- followed up with a comment saying that uh, they're mowing the track as well. So um, I think we're going to see pretty similar to last, last time we raced there, firm underfoot, um, getting to the centre of the track and potentially advantage to the pe- to the horses that get there first. Mm. It makes it... Um it makes it tricky because, yeah, a lot of these horses are coming off. Well, there's a lot of horses in, in both races uh, that are coming off heavy and, and slow tracks. So it's going to be interesting to see how that sort of plays out if we're, you know, we're going to race on the hard and fast deck, as, as you'd think. Um, what did you have in the speed map on the speed map here? Yeah, I don't know that... Um, well, look, Roth, Matt Roth, Rothfire leading... Um, yeah, I thought it was like that's its racing pattern. It's got very good gate speed too. Like it does ping the lids, um, and he's quick early. So I, they'll have to roll forward. I've got no doubt. Um, I've just got some flaw in the ointment. Runners, I suppose, is unsure of what they do. Um, you know, Tony Goblin's got two horses in the race. One looks like a like a legitimate chance in Isotope and, and one who races on speed and doesn't look a legitimate chance to me is Star Rossa. Mm-hmm. You've got to weigh up the possibility that Star Rossa's sent forward to bowl along, uh, potentially. Uh, so small little 
idiosyncrasies like that where you've got multiple runners from the same stable. So I doubt that Rothfire, Rothfire will be able to lead and just amble along at his own speed. But I definitely map him forward. Um, then you've got horses like Wild Ruler who could possibly follow it across, drawn directly outside him. What do they do with Wisdom of Water? He's a sort of hard-going horse. How, you know, where does where does he lob if he doesn't get cover early and he's exposed? He's a big chance to get over racing and, and get get up on speed. So, and being a Queensland race, there's got to be one or two others that just push forward for the hell of it because it's a Group One, don't they? I think that's the other. Mm. Oh, yeah. He looks um, he looks like a tough going horse. The wisdom of water, definitely think he's a big problem, or he could just bust this race open. He's a real um, unknown sort of quantity, and whether he can settle, you know, he's had those two twelve hundred meter runs, but what does he do now? He, you know, even he could be the leader up outside um, Rothfire as well. I, yeah, for me, the way that sort of sets up for me, it it's sort of makes me think that McCrew is going to get a really good run from barrier three in behind a couple of horses going to push over from wider gates and he gets a charm run sort of two or three back the fence or one off the fence. And I just really like the way he sort of hit the line the last couple of starts. But what do you think about 1100 to 1400? Obviously the race isn't a 1600 meter race like previous years. And it's a little bit different now with a couple of horses that may or may not have, have come here, but he looks like a, a real, up and coming horse, Makura. But yeah, there's got to be an asterisk around 1100 to 1400, don't you think? Yeah, definitely. It's obviously it's a query. Um, I'd say what uh, does stand out about this horse is he chases a lot. This horse, he's, um, you know, she, I should say, uh, does chase a line and like, does pin its ears back and have a dig. And I think that's important. It's going to get a bunny here for sure. Um, so, you know, it's. She's been really good, obviously, in all wins. Visually looked good as well. Perfect draw. Look, I suppose there's always that unknown of stepping up in trip. Um, comes out of the right stable. It's got the right, you know, it's got the right, it's got the right gate. It's got the right map. It looks like only the 1400, the test of the 1400s, it's danger probably. Um, and whether you think there's enough meat on the bone at the price to sort of take the risk is the other thing. Um, so, yeah, look, it definitely maps well. Um, but it's not the only horse coming off those, you know, unknown at 40. There's not many horses in this field that have had a, that have, that have, you know, got a figure at the distance. So, um, but the all the upside in the world's there, isn't it? Like you see that, it's first, when it was fresh at, on the Kenzo that day, like it showed really good speed over a thousand and could have easily pushed forward and, and went, you know, went on with it. And then the next start, it, you know, takes a sit and just attacks the line. So, Versatile, mm. it's got some high speed. Yeah, and then speaking of a horse that's uh, <clears throat> as as it's likely to run the trip out, we did we did agree um, off off camera on a horse, uh, not an option. It was it was a really it was a massive forgive run last start at, at sixteen hundred meters in the Champagne. It's got Michael Carr, which should be suited. Hopefully, he doesn't get too far back. Barrier three. Mm. Um, Sorry. I think, yeah, this, this horse off the sort of seven-week break there will definitely be one that's going to benefit from a hot speed up front. If you go have a look at his replay, he got sort of snagged in. Well, they tried to snag him back from a wide draw, and then he sort of got a bit of a check, and he basically had no hope. And then coming into the home straight, 
was sort of a non-event for the horse, and now he comes here blinkers first time. Looks a real surprise packet. Yeah, don't disagree. Um, look, I think just going right back through his runs, I think he can um, settle closer. Like I would be. I wouldn't be surprised if he found himself on the back of Makura. Um, yep. You know, he, he just didn't get the opportunity to to settle forward in those wide in those two Sydney runs from the wide draw. Um, you know, I've got no knock on the trials. Uh, the last trial was a heavy track trial. Um, I thought the first one was probably better to my eye. Um, but look, it's like I said, it's it's got like it's got something. It was I thought it was like I'm not sure what your your note was on the last start. I had it untested in that group one sixteen hundred behind King's Legacy out the back, no real clear galloping room in the straight. Really, just it was just a complete forgive. I thought, um, and like I said, I've, I've mapped this horse getting the back of Makura, um, and I don't have that fourteen hundred metre query at all with this horse. I think the fourteen hundreds. Suitable and, um, you know, I don't see any negative with the headgear going on either, so. Yeah, and I I would have thought, like, you have a look at the dates of the trials, it looks a really deliberate, um, a deliberate ploy, like a trial last Friday on the 29th um, and then even just sort of getting that work into it. Like, it looks to me that 1,400 metres first up off sort of a residual fitness from a Sydney campaign the horse is, you know, a complete forgive from its last start. I still like the way it sort of picked up in the home straight too, uh, again. So I think your notes are absolutely spot on. I think this horse will be fit enough and the conditions of the race, it just might be the perfect storm for him with Rothfire up front, uh, Wisdom of Water terrorising them, Wild Ruler, there's all this speed and if there is a chink in Makura's armour, I get the impression that this horse is going to run out a really strong 1,400 metres if if he can run on and not get too far back. So, yeah, as everyone's probably seen on, on Twitter um, by now, uh, via the, the Stratosphere Punters Club, um, us versus Top Sport on Saturday, Curls, is, uh, Curls and I have opened the shoulders there and we've backed, we've backed not an option to win 100,000 just to try and put a bit of uh, pressure on Tristan Merlihan and the team up on the Goldie. So it's game on already, isn't it? How good's that? Wednesday... Uh, I've yes. <laughs> yeah, Wednesday afternoon it went a hundred. Yeah, look, I and like obviously when we're betting this far out on, I don't have an issue betting far out this far out on a group one day. Um, it's not as if that the trainer's going to have a change of heart and tell his jockey to stick it and not try or wait for next week. You know, everyone's trying grand finals for most of these horses. Um, the map's good. King's Legacy. The King Legacy form, you know, certainly stacks up anywhere, like in any two-year-old race in Australia that we've seen. So I know it got beat a fair margin last time, but complete forgive. Um, it's just the the map, the price, it's the right bet to have on a Wednesday, um, you mm. know, going into a group one on the Saturday. So uh, I think he'll start substantially shorter than that. Um, and... And we'll just see how the day plays out. We've got a little bit up our sleeve. We haven't had to uh, to let all the cats out of the bag too early. We only we only had to outlay what um, well, we have five thousand. Yeah, yeah. We've got you got another one coming up soon. So yeah. so we've had five thousand to win hundred. So it's um you just got to keep Tristan on his toes. He doesn't know whether this is a curveball or whether <laughs> this is the bet or whether we're going to bet again at 
better get it fifteen dollars tomorrow. So um, we'll let uh, Tristan Mungie's own one up there, but we're coming for you. <laughs> exactly. I love the, the battles. Just so so much fun. It is good. I think that gets that gets lost in a lot of the traditional media. Like it's just so much fun, and it probably used to happen on the racetracks. And I guess now that we've, we've sort of got uh, the little birdie podcast up and rolling we can sort of bring back the fun so can't wait to get Tristan on the live stream and can't wait for a couple of surprise guests and to see what yeah. else that we do I just really hope that we've got Tristan on the ropes before he gets on the live stream <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to get him on the live stream too early if he's going any good either like let's get him on the back foot punch a few winners home early at Yapoon or the Gold Coast or somewhere in a couple of maidens at Casterton or something get him on the ropes and then get him on and see how he handles the pressure yeah I think and look it is it is like you say, it is a good thing that um, Top Sport, you know, the way they've got involved because in the current wagering envir- environment, you know, any punter that wins is frowned upon from, you know, from, from all the uh, other bookies and they cut you off and whatever else. And, and here we are, you know, Tristan prepared to take a bet for us to win 100 on a Wednesday. It's just brilliant. Yeah, it's good going. Yeah. The, um, and yeah, like you got Betfair, Top Sport, um, and thank God for the, you know, the nine o'clock bet limits. Because if they if you know if they had their way, they, a lot of the operators wouldn't bet you at all. So, sure. absolutely lost without Betfair and Top Sport. So it's, yeah, it's commendable that they both um, put the put the limits up that they do and give you an opportunity to sort of back and trade and, and work your positions. And that's what we're trying to do with this bet. We think it's going to be shortening, uh, not an option. And then yeah, we don't have to make all our decisions yet. And yeah, hopefully in the last five minutes. We've got a little bit more clarity about how the track's going to play as well. Let's uh, let's push on to the Stradbroke. Pisser of a race, this. Uh, every year, I guess, you know, the whole day is about the Stradbroke. The last, you know, four years, there's just been some classic encounters. Uh, Under the Louvre and Blackheart Bart. I uh, remember impending quite well. Sam Lane, after it sort of breakout Goodwood win and uh, the feats that it sort of went on to do and then you got like trekking last year and tie zone like uh, tie zone sort of sets up well in, in this race again this year but let's start at the speed map let's have a bit of a chat about that um and we can uh, we'll go through a couple of key chances um look i thought well the obvious the obvious ones trying to get a position somewhere near the speed i suppose would be uh, Bams on fire, deep image, win a bride. Sort of the three that I anticipated um, with the most urgency to get forward. Um, win a bride led in the victory last time and just overdid it in front. I think we we're pretty keen on it. To, well, I think we had something on it. Um, mm. We we're keen in the preview anyway. Uh, just gave it a dig to get it up on speed and then just over raced. Um, did it. Favours, there's chances, yeah, no good there at all. So, um, yeah, Bams on fire, went abroad and deep image were the first three that sort of come to mind. And then, um, you know, obviously there's uh, some... Passage. Dawn Passage from Barrier 23. What's it do? Like, typical gays lead. Does, is it going to be like a, a game of cat and mouse from Barrier 23 for James Innes? Or do you think it takes a sit? It's on the backup. Like, it's a... Real funny because it's a horse to my eye that looks like it needs to be off and going or revved up a little bit earlier. Yeah, I look if uh, if it was me, 
well, sort of how I'd want the horse ridden, whether it gets this or not, I don't know. But obviously with Deep Image and Winner Bride, they're drawn wide, so they're charging across. Um, I would expect that they would follow that speed across. Um, follow the speed across and then obviously you, you right hand down uh, trying to get a spot with cover. Um, re- a lot depends on what happens with Bams on fire here with Tegan on from gate one. Um, you know, has been used up at the, uh, from the start and, and raced very well in some, you know, some decent Melbourne races uh, when it's just been able to bowl along in front. It could be a case that it begins well, holds the front, and then you've got these horses out wide trying to find a position. Horses like Nick and Over and Dawn Passage, if they do commit to go forward, you know, could very well end up with some, you know, three wide with cover behind horses like Winnebride mm. and Deep Image who couldn't get across bams on fire. Um, you know, and then all of a sudden you're sort of tracking into the race, you know, and you get into the right part of the track. So, yeah, a lot depends on what happens with, with Bam's fire. Um, look, I think the horse is going super, Bam's fire, and it's got no weight and it's got a great gait where they can take it, they can hand up if they like. They're still good. The leaders are still going to come five and six wide on the corner to try and get to that part of the track. And she just, and Tegan only has to follow them out there. Um, I'm not as concerned with the barrier draws for horses like, you know, Dawn Passage and, and Nick and Ova to a degree, tie zone as well. I, I, don't, I don't know how far back they'll be um, if they decide to go forward. Mm. If they decide to go back, it could be race over. Um, just seeing how hard it was the other day uh, at Eagle Farm to sort of sit back last and then think you can just get to the outside, use the big spacious trap and get over the top. It just wasn't happening you had to be somewhere, you know, you had to be in, in, a, in a forward position and momentum from the 500 uh, or from the 600 probably. So, Tricky, Mark, what, if, uh, what did you sort of come up with there? Have you similar? Yeah, like I, I loved your angle with Bams on fire. If you go through like her figures stack up and then looking at a last start, I think they just... Jake Tarokal, Tarokal, however you pronounce his name, I think he pulled the wrong rein, and whether it was instruction, I'm not sure, or maybe she just didn't bounce as cleanly as she usually does. But I thought they just made an error from riding it too far back. She was in the, the last sort of uh, handful of horses where this horse's pattern is clearly on speed. It's a horse that can absorb a lot of pressure and sort of consider that high cruising speed and then give a, give a good kick off it as well. And I, looking at the tape, I, I didn't really like it. Um, I didn't think the horse liked being inside horses as much. So if it's got a little bit more clear air or up out in front, I think it's going to take a lot of running down, like back down to what, 51 kilos. Tegan's a notable front running rider. Um, your man, Kyron Maher and Dave Eustace, uh, like these Syrian. guys know what they're doing. Yeah, Syrian. So I, I think it goes really, it goes okay on good track doesn't mind a little bit of jar out but it's performance figures on good good threes are fine and especially tracks like Caulfield and stuff that can get pretty dry and fast and that sort of similar style if we think the track's going to play a little bit that way like I'm yeah I'm more than happy like we've had the four we've had four thousand at twenty six dollars for the stratosphere early definitely a horse that I can see other punters coming into and forgiving its last start and yeah, the figure, like, it's even got form up to 1,600 metres and, you know, albeit in sort of mare's grade, but it's going to be strong at the end of 1,400. It's going to be fresh. I've got a lot of time for it. And I just, yeah, I'm surprised that $26 was put up in early markets and I can see it getting hammered really. Um, 
by by a lot of professionals, and some, well, you know, some of the syndicates might find it. I just can't. Oh, look, I I really can't knock that. You know that profile around that 14, 1600 meter as well. Like it's like I know it's Group Three grade fillies and mares. Um, this is not a classic Group One by any stretch, and um, just the fact that it's going to be it's going to be on speed with no weight, and uh, it's going to be there for a long way. And like you said, it it's a horse that just on its on its figures that it, it should be pretty well found in the market as well as we get closer to jump time. So once again, we've outlaid not a lot of money for, you know, a six figure collect. So um, may not well. Think, but yeah. It's a great, it's a great starting position for the book and convert conversely for Tristan, it's an awful way to, to start his book. And all of a sudden they're going to have to, you know, start pushing out prices. Like, I'm petrified of a horse like Trekking, who I think's in great form. Uh, 58 kilos. The profile of this race says that if you look at punting form and their feature race reports, 58 kilos is um, a really high weight in the Stradbroke. There's some races that you can carry high weights to win, but the feature race reports at punting form, generally the, the pattern there is spot on. Um, Blackheart Bark got beat. Um, and he's the only horse with sort of like 58 kilos in the last sort of four years that has got, anywhere near like yeah. the top three he was tough as like he was a, a tough tough horse so multiple, Tara, multiple group one winner too black Arthur, you know like he's done it at the at, yeah. you know, in melbourne at group one level uh, whether trekking's as good a horse as him obviously it's all relevant to the field you're racing against but it's got a bit against it it's got a bit against it trekking 100 percent uh Kementari can't have it nick and over was oh huge, but it was but... a good run the other day Kementari. i <laughs> sort, of, sort of found the liner right after being a bit party away. Uh, Dad said, I'll, 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 I'll cop it on the chin fair and square if it wins because I've given it completely none. And I said this last time. I'm saying it again. should be $121. Win only one. The wink, <laughs> winkers off for a horse like Kementari is just an absolute act of de- um, desperation, isn't it? Oh, we don't know what to do. If we take the winkers off, maybe that'll help. It, it's it's very comical. I thought Nick and Over was a great run last start. Huge. I think Tyzone is the horse out of the victory stakes, though. I'm I'm nervous it's going to get too far back, but I think it's a big chance. Mm. It's so Rating tactical. Ends. So tactical for that horse. It, yeah. You, it was huge through the line, though. I love yeah. the way it finished. I had Tyzone. I had Tyzone uh, and ahead of Nick and Over, but those two probably the only two out of that mm. out of that race. Let's talk about the other uh, the other thing that we agree on is uh, you know if the winners don't come from I guess Bams on fire or tie zone. We we do we do agree that the three year olds look very suited. Yeah. Uh, in Are saddlecloth you, have you penned Victorum just so I can get it on record? Well, I sort of made half a case for it last time because, and I think that says a lot about the last race. It had figures to win last time, but it was just a matter of fact, look, none of those horses are going that good. So there's another little asterisk of why Tyzone might not be a bet. He's the best run of a bad lot, I'd say, and you're saying it's not a vintage field and maybe that brings trekking. All of a sudden you've got a top weight that, is finding a really shit house field, but you got to look, I guess, down now at the three-year-olds. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm probably saying Victor M can't win. <laughs> um, 
I think there's, yeah, the, the three-year-olds have got more, more upside. I love the winner, Dawn Passage. I, thought, I think the horse is just a fighter. Barrier 23 is a... I'm glad James is riding it, not myself, because he's damned if he do and damned. But I yeah. like the horse on the backup. Um, he, he does look suited and it looks like a horse that could handle it. Typical gay. I thought Hightail... I've, I've got notes from Hightail uh, in the Magic Means race. And to my eye that day... He looked like he wanted a bigger track. He's a horse that would do a lot better on a Randwick or an Eagle Farm or a Flemington track, in my opinion. But oddly enough, he spent most of his racing around the tighter circuits like Caulfield, uh, Mooney Valley, Rose Hill, Gosford, Wyong, Kensington, Gold Coast. So for me, I think this horse is a big improver. I, I looked at the price, $11, and I thought that was sort of as short as you could get at the moment, and I'd need to see more. Um, well, you know, the races run before I could sort of come into him, but I, I like the horse, and I like the setup at a big track. Like, perfect, two starts at 1,200, and now he gets to 1,400 on a big track. Okay. That's sort of up my alley. Yeah, no, not from me. Um, I was actually on him to beat Alligator Blood and, and laid Alligator Blood in the three-year-old guineas. I'll eventually be proved right when Alligator Blood's disqualified, but it won't help me bet fair balance. Uh, I like the horse. I do. I, I like it. Uh, I thought it was a good fighting win the other day. I think you're right, talking about the track. Uh, what? Not only does it get a big track here, but it doesn't have to get back to last and try and round them up from the gate. It gets a much much nicer run in transit from the gate. Um, hmm. Definitely, definite winning chance. Like definitely, I've got certainly have Dawn Passage as a winning chance. I certainly have Bams on Fire as a winning chance, and I've got the um, well, well, and Exhilarates as well. All in, you know, all as winning chances. Um, they just bring with some. They just bring some upside. Yeah, with Exhilarates, I, I've got a lot of time for her. I don't think she's a star. I'm just slightly concerned. With the 1,400, like, out to a big track. That's the only negative that I can find. I just, I'm not absolutely convinced she runs a strong 1,400, but I could be wrong. Hmm. Well, look, Looks, I, I suppose you asked the question of whether that whether it was Storm Passage was there to be beaten the other day. I don't know whether it's hard to say. I think Storm Passage is just better. It's a better run. I think it's a better horse. Um, she has won a Magic Millions two-year-old on the seven-day backup. This horse, um, whatever that means for people that look for those lines, form lines. Um, you know, she's 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 chased Hightail home a couple of times now, um, mm. and you know, there's not much between them, sort of on exposed form, probably. Um, same again. It gets it gets a nice run in transit. Looks to be able to get to the to right parts, you know, to the, where, where they want to be in the straight to give it every chance to win and has it got the killer blow at, at, at the end of a 1,400 metre race is the big question mark for it, for mine as well. Mm. It's, got to have that, it's got to have that knockout blow. Like, like, you know, we've seen it, you see it, you know, every time at these, with these bigger races, it's just that horse that's, that, that, that can cop that better tempo and then still have the ability to, to really, you know, deliver that knockout blow the last furlong is important. Don't know whether she's the horse, but she's definitely going to be there to, you know, look, definitely a winning home, mm. sure. 
Yeah, I'd probably lean the way of Hightail, just based on, on what you said. I think it's the one that could savage a line a little bit more. So let's just uh, – it's obviously a, bit, a big week. We're flying you down. Yep. You've got – so from the mailbag customers, you're going to do Toowoomba Friday. Yeah, so this – yeah, so I've started. Uh, I've started doing Toowoomba, and I'll I'll knock that. Obviously, we've done the main races for Eagle Farm. I have a good good look through Toowoomba tomorrow. Uh, early bets will be sent for the Toowoomba meeting, whatever pops up, and then we'll just uh, we'll go from there and, and work out whether it's a race by race or or how we do it. But certainly covering the meeting, definitely. Um, and then if there's anything out wide uh, on Saturday, still happy to send. The, I'm still happy to send the plays for the provincial meeting Saturdays at the Gold Coast this week. So, um, obviously, I'm looking for a bet there for the punters club as well. So, and don't I won't discount your poon either. I'm certainly looking to find a little <laughs> bit of your poon mail, and if we can get something, I'll pass it on. But yeah, yeah. And then Curly and I have already gone through a few races at the Goldie. Oh, sorry, Ed. Um, we'll send out a full set for all the mailbag guys on saturday we'll send out any early plays also for eagle farm and so you yeah no one's going to miss out on the on the main features jump into the stratosphere you'll see all the bets and all the action and all the commentary and the reasons why and uh it should be an absolute hoot and curls you're actually doing a a little video preview on eagle farm for betfair as well on thursday night yes thursday night uh vips only though Oh, it is. I might have to live stream myself on Twitter or something. Um, <laughs> we've got the Betfair VIP Stradbroke launch. So, um, yeah, looking forward to getting into the studios there. And I get to spin a bit of a yarn about um, how I found my way into professional punting. Um, uh, and, yeah, I'm going to be joined there by a couple other guys. And we're going to look at the meeting at the main races in particular. So that should be that should be good. That'll keep me uh, off the beers anyway. So if nothing else... Um, that's a positive. I don't okay. want to be over racing early. No account of that. All right. Hopefully, once you once you get famous, you'll have to remember that you kicked off on the on the thir- on the Wednesday or Thursday preview show with the mailbag. Once oh. once oh, you gosh. make it to Sky Channel or Racing.com or one of those big media. Um, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure after my performance on the last Little Birdie Punters Club that neither commercial um, <laughs> commercial uh, racing station of uh, racing.com or Sky wouldn't want me on air, I wouldn't have thought. But uh, I'm quite happy doing what I'm doing here. And there's way too much, I'm getting way too much airtime now. So I'm looking forward to handing the crown over to one of my teammates on Saturday after a big display from one of the other blokes. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait for the costumes. Can't wait to see you in the flesh, have a couple of beers and a feed on Thursday night. And hopefully we can finish in front of Tristan on Saturday. And hope everyone can have a fill up on Group 1, Stradbroke and JJ Atkins Day. Thanks, Curls. Can't wait to see you. Thanks again. See you soon. See you, bud.